Ella was sitting beneath a beautiful banyan tree. And she had the idea that she would try to paint this tree because this was the village tree. Mm. And the village tree was the sacred place in all of the village. And mm. people would come and they would leave offerings. Sometimes they would tie ribbons on certain pieces of branches of the tree. And Ella decided that she wanted to paint the tree and how sacred it is. But she didn't realize that the paintbrush that she brought from home was a magical paintbrush. Mm -hmm. And as she began to paint on her board that she had in front of her, something incredible started to happen. Mm. So before Ella started painting, she chose a special type of paint. And this paint was a paint that her mother used because her mother is also an artist. Her mother used to mix paint with tea. <laughs> She'd then pour the paint tea onto the floor and then dance over the floor <laughs> using her feet to paint the floor. So Ella saw this and decided, oh, I really want to use this tea paint. And she took it back to her painting and that was the paint she used to paint the painting. So she dipped her magical paintbrush into the tea paint and began to paint the tree. So Ella um, started to paint the, the trunk at the base in this very interesting um, green tea color and she was very happy and she was painting and all of a sudden she felt that the wind started to pick up. It was at first felt a little bit of chillier and, and windy, but then all of a sudden the, there was almost like this, almost like a hurricane. It was so fast. The wind was howling and she was really surprised why was it happening then looked at the tree and he saw that maybe the branches were moving she wasn't sure but it started to to have a, a, a motion but perhaps was the wind that was strong and other things started to happen around her. And as the wind whipped the tree branches and whipped her hair, she had to quickly decide whether she should take cover right at the base of the tree 
from the storm that seemed to only be building, or whether she should try to run back home as quickly as she could. And as the wind blew and blew, hurricane-level winds, it started to pour. The rain was just pummeling the ground, and she realized that she had to stay beneath the tree. So she sat down. She huddled up, drew her knees to her chest, and wrapped her arms around her knee, her paintbrush still in her hand. Then she saw a cobra emerging from the roots of the tree, its eyes fierce, and it began to slither towards her. And she barely had the courage to keep her eyes open as it moved closer and closer to her. And then it froze, as if it were sizing her up. But then it lifted its hood, and it raised itself up, just like this, like it was ready to attack. But she didn't scream, she didn't move. She just sat, staring directly into its fierce eyes. So, staring deep into the fierce eyes of this <laughs> cobra, and it's staring back into the fearful but courageous eyes of Ella. Um, they sat there for what felt like an hour understanding each other through their eyes and then suddenly the cobra began to emit this light from its hood from its being um, rather like a projector emitting light uh, onto a screen and at first Ella was confused and kind of blinded by the light as she was staring right into it it shocked her so much that she stood up and kind of had to rub her eyes a bit just to um, recover from the shining effect. And she walked away and when she looked back at the tree, she saw this beautiful dancing image of a woman dancing like her mother projected onto the tree. Mm. Was this an illusion? Was mm. this really happening? How did this snake have the ability to generate this illusion? <laughs> Said. <laughs> <laughs> My name is... <laughs> And I can, I can make your dreams come true. Um, I can see right through you and I know 
who you are and I know that you appreciate life's small treasures such as the beauty of flowers <laughs> <clears throat> the smell of your um of of the tea when it's being brewed like when your mom is brewing tea i know how you appreciate those things um but i grant you the wish to make something happen because you are kind and this is not a coincidence. This has happened. What's amazing about this snake, <laughs> talking snake, that was able to project almost her deepest emotions on the, to the tree, mm. was the snake couldn't have known about her mother's disappearance. And that was one of the reasons why she had come to the tree in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because when her mother disappeared a month ago, no one knew what to think. No one could have any idea of what had happened to her mother. Mm. And Ella was so distraught that she thought by coming to the most sacred tree in the village mm. that maybe she would receive the wisdom and bind her mother and even though she knew that she should be frightened of this miraculous encounter with a snake, somehow she felt at peace. And she felt that the snake would have answers for her. But she knew that there would be trials because every wish comes with an exchange. The snake said, I already know the wish you ask and what you ask for me. But what will you give me in return? And Ella said, how can you know what I ask for you? Yes, it's about my mother, but how do you know what I ask? And the snake said, what will you give me in return? And Ella said, I'll give you the willingness to go anywhere, to fly to any place, and leave behind all that I treasure in the village, all the beautiful flowers that I see every day here. Even the smell and the comfort of home and the tea that my mother brews, even my mother herself. If you bring back my mother to our home, our village. And with that, the snake. The snake said. <laughs> <laughs>
<clears throat> very well. That seems fair to me. That is exactly what I was expecting <laughs> from you. Now, go home and you shall see. This snake disappeared and the air, everything was back to normal. And she wasn't sure if this was a dream or if she was confused and she just picked up her things and went back home. She was feeling cold. She was shivering. So she took a warm bath. <laughs> While she was in the bath, she could hear her grandmother, Lila. And Lila was humming a tune that she hadn't heard since she was just a tiny, tiny child. And it was a very quiet tune. And her grandmother was humming. And then she started singing some of the words. And the words said something, something, something magic, something, something. Something, something, don't believe. She couldn't catch all the words, but they were almost a warning to her, comforting on one hand, but a little bit terrifying on the other, because she felt like maybe her grandmother knew what had happened to her under the banyan tree. She got out of the bath, wrapped her towel around her, and she went out into the kitchen leaving footprints, wet footprints all the way. And she said, Grandma Lila, what is that song you're singing? And her grandmother turned and looked at her. And her look was one of warning. And she said, Ella dear, there's something you must know. If you've ever been to the banyan tree, be very, very wary if you ever encounter a cobra. This cobra is known by all the elders in the village to be a treacherous beast. It makes you promise, but it never fulfills the promise. So be very, very careful. Ella didn't dare tell her grandmother what she promised away <laughs> to the cobra. She knew that she had to start thinking fast and she had somehow she had to undo the promise she made to the mm. cobra. Ella knew what she had to do. She went to her mother's tea set and started brewing her tea. She poured the tea into the paint mixture with all the oils and made the paint. She poured it into a bucket and she rushed to the banyan tree. She tried to do everything as she had done before. She sat on the bunion, under the bunion tree for a bit. She then got out the canvas, dipped the paint, the magical paintbrush in exactly the same way as she had done before and started to paint, but nothing happened. Have I done something wrong? She furiously 
recited all of the things that she had passed, she had done, checking whether she'd done it in exactly the same way as before, and she had, but still no wind, no snake, and yet she suddenly heard a ring of a bell, like a cowbell. And she turns to see what was behind the tree. And there was an ox with a cowbell standing there. Had the snake shape-shifted into an <laughs> ox? <laughs> well <done. laughs> the ox looked happy and peaceful and sturdy and kind like an animal that you just have to pet <laughs> and she went up to the ox and she started to stroke the ox and then something amazing happened the ox started to talk but as he talked there was this sound that became this bewitching ballad and it was as if, as if this animal was talking to itself and not to her and this ox was reciting some type of poetry that she could not understand and this ox was reciting poems in the words that she could not understand. She was trying to get the sense that there was something that she needed to know from what this ox was telling her. Because there was an answer in there. And she tried to understand it. But this ox was going on and on and, and then just talking and saying all these things he talked so much that she just she just couldn't really get what he was trying to say um <clears throat> so she was wondering what does this have to do with this snake what, what is it in here that is going to really tell me the answer to what I'm looking for? I just want to know what the truth is. She decided that the best thing to do would just let the ox babble on. It's ballad, it's talking, it's nonsense. And she would just, like she'd done with the cobra, she would just look into its eyes and try to understand beyond the words. And so she gazed at the ox, and in the reflection of the eyes, she could see the banyan tree with all its beautiful branches and its ribbons that had been tied to it. And just seeing that reflection, it kind of it made her feel as if she herself 
could even morph into a tree, that she herself could become this tree, ancient, and witnessing to everything that had ever happened in that village. And it was as if her toes became roots into the earth. It was as if she could feel her entire body growing strong, pulsing with the sap of the tree. And she grew and grew and she gained this perspective of the highest branches of the tree, as if she could look out over the, beyond the village even. And with that perspective, she saw a distant field, a beautiful woman leaning over a stream, and she recognized her mother. And her mother was there, and she seemed peaceful. She was just running her hand through a stream, and there were grass and flowers all around the banks of the, of the river. And she realized that whatever had happened to her mother, that she was safe and that she wasn't in any harm. And with that realization, she turned back into herself. And there she was, with the ox beneath the tree. But then the snake appeared again. And because she knew from her grandmother that the snake had cheated her, she thought very quickly that if she could use her magical paintbrush, perhaps she could untie the promise that she had made to the snake. And she quickly, she always carried her little satchel with the boards that she painted on. She very quickly pulled out the board and started to paint the snake. And she painted the snake and below it, she wrote words, almost like a spell unbreaking their promise. And she thought, maybe this is, could be my only chance. Maybe this will release me from the promise I made to even leave my village, to be willing to go away from my home, away from my mother. Suddenly, the snake became entranced, almost possessed with some kind of power, doing things that it did not seem to do before when they last met, dancing, and then began speaking the words of the spell which Ella had wrote. And then the, the snake started turning into all these different animals. It turned into a mouse turned into a fox, it turned into <laughs> a spider, it turned into a rose, and then it turned into stone. A, a, a stone, a rose made of stone. Mm. Mm. 
Bruce's stem came these words which began to scroll themselves into the stone. Mm. Ella was amazed by this and she turned around to look at the ox and the ox was gone. She went up to the rose and she looked at its stem and the words written on the stone were Beware <laughs> of you curious ones because what appears to be is not what it is. And so she looked at this description and she thought, this is really uh, interesting that all of these beings seems to transform and all of this has happened. And she tried to make sense of it once again. And she thought of all the, this, this journey of, of courage and, 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 and letting go and all these fantastic things. And she thought, um, have, have I been able to dispel this, this promise? What, what, is, what is this all about? She grasped that rose stone. And something about the weight of it and the abrasiveness of the stone, it kind of almost stung her hands as if as if she plunged her hands into a wasp's nest and her skin started to feel on fire and piercingly um, stung. She dropped the stone and it shattered into three pieces and she didn't dare pick them up because she knew how something in them, some magic, had given them this incredibly strange power to wound. But what she did do is she took a stick and she made a hole. And with the tip of her shoe, she tipped a piece of each of the three stones into holes and buried them beneath the tree. She sat there and just seeing these piles of fresh earth in three places. And she had this kind of longing feeling to return to that first day when she'd come to the tree with her satchel and her paintbrush and her tea paints. She just wish that all that this had happened would just 
disappear. It was so uncomfortable, this experience. But also, she felt grateful because she had been given this vision of her mother, safe and unharmed. And she thought to herself that maybe through all this difficult experience, maybe if she returned home, maybe some magic will have broken this whole spell and things would be just as they were before her mother had disappeared and before all of these strange experiences had happened. And she returned home and her mother was there fixing tea as usual. Her grandmother was humming a little tune and she looked over at Ella and gave her a little wink. And Ella looked back at her grandmother, unsure what to make of it. She put down her satchel, put her brush off to the side and her grandmother said, Ella, dear, tomorrow, why don't we go to the tree together, the banyan tree, and we'll give thanks for your mother and for our family and for everything in our village. And it was as if everything was right again. And the next day they returned to the tree and they gave offerings to the tree and her grandmother as per the custom, placed a little carved stone of a snake, a cobra, which is common in this village. Everyone would put little carvings of snakes or animals, protectors. So her grandmother placed the carved cobra stone at the base of the tree. And she put her arm around Ella. And she gave her a little squeeze. And they turned back down the grassy path back to their home. 